Hi, this is Umida Switlow. I'm beautiful Powell River, British Columbia. Two years ago, when I was here, I met a wonderful lady named Geraldine Parsons and Charlie. And Charlie was in the hospital at that time. And I'm sorry for his loss, Geraldine. Uh, you two were pretty special people traveling on assignment to Papua New Guinea, right? That's correct. All right. So how old were you when you went? Fifty-four. Fifty-four. And was Charlie around the same age, too? He was fifty-seven. Okay. And what made you decide to do this adventure? When we started, the idea started when my daughter was in high school, and the CUSO representative came there to talk to the kids. So she had the idea she wanted to go to Africa. Well, then we, later on, years, a few years later, we saw a, a pamphlet, not a pamphlet, a, a, a flyer, a flyer in, in the, uh, the uh, uh, poster. We saw a poster yeah. in the uh, post office. Oh, really? And so we thought we'd like to go. Well, the first time we put it in, they didn't accept us. They said there was no job for us. The second time we put in, they grabbed us right away. Did they? Okay, so oh, yeah. what did Geraldine and uh, Charlie do for a living before you went? What, did, what were you doing? We had a sawmill. Okay, yeah. so now this we, is pretty interesting. What kind of sawmill? A portable one? No, no, it was a stationary sawmill. Okay. On on Hassan Lake here in Powell River. Hassan Lake? Hassan. Hassan Lake. Lake, yes. Okay. And uh, you both were operating this sawmill? Yes, we operated, Charlie and I operated it together. When we started the sawmill there, there were three of us, our brother-in-law was his, but he took sick, and then Charlie and I operated it together. But it was not an ordinary uh, saw, it was a salvage saw. We only did salvage wood, only dead and down and uh, sinkers. Okay. So, so it was all salvage. Okay. It was called uh, uh, CNR salvage. CNR salvage. Okay, so you get, you're then going to go on an assignment to Papua New Guinea. Um, had you ever been to that part of the world before? No. 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 No, I didn't even know where it was. <laughs> yes, we just showed her great grandson on the on the web where Papua New Guinea was no, tonight. Well, I knew it as uh, British Guiana. British Guiana. Yeah, so or British Guinea or whatever. Guinea, yeah, Papua New Guinea, British Guinea. So, yeah. um, when what year was this? Do you remember? What the year one. did you go? In 1979. And how long did you stay? Two and a half years. Well, we stayed two years, then we were home for seven months, and then we went back for another six months. Okay, so what were you doing there? Setting up sawmills. <laughs> the okay. second time we went, we were rejuvenating one. Okay. Or trying to, I should say. So, setting up sawmills, uh, portable ones or static ones? Static ones, yeah. Okay. And... Tell me about 
a story about a challenge, something that was challenging for you. I think the last time you told me about women and men in Papua New Guinea. Well, it was challenging for a woman in Papua New Guinea, and especially one in the sawmill, because the women just did not do that sort of thing. We, the only girl they would allow, or the only woman they would allow to work in the sawmill was the sawdust. She could clean up the sawdust, and that's the only thing the men would allow her to do. So what did they let you do? I did, a, I, I did training. Okay. I trained to, to show them how to, to what, the way to, to hold the lumber when it came off the the sawmill and, and putting it through, taught them how to put it through the edger and and how to stack the lumber. I did, I did more or less the training. I also did the bookkeeping. Ah, okay. And yeah. did they take you seriously? The men? Not at first, no. But we had an experience that uh, one morning the I gave them the key to open the sawmill, and they came and said, oh, they couldn't open the sawmill. They didn't have the key. So I said, i give them to you. So, oh, we haven't got them, we haven't got them. So I started to cry because I was so mad. And, uh, <laughs> and when they saw it, they said, white man don't cry. I said, this one does. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, and. And then I showed them pictures of me working in the sawmill, and they they accepted me. When I first came, the the government or the they had a problem because women just didn't do that sort of thing. So then they so then they thought things up. So then they called me a sawmill technician. Well, then they accepted me. Oh, I see. That pleased me. <laughs> yeah. But you were uh, there in a time where um, men and women in Papua New Guinea had really different roles, eh? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you managed to get through that. So how did? what did they think of Charlie? Tell me a Charlie story. Oh, they loved him. Well, they loved both of us. Yes. It, when we were in Ottawa, they, they told us, that it'll take at least a year before you'll be acquainted with the people. Well, three, we, our first job petered out three months after we were there, and the people cried when we were leaving. Really? Yeah, we, oh. we made a big hit with them. And I always, like, we were more settled on our second job, of course. And I always had loads of people at the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when you were when you were staying there. So, um, what towns did you stay in? Well, the first town was Ligagum. Uh, Ligagum. Yeah. 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 That was in the Enga province, which was a bad province. <laughs> was difficult, eh? Rough. Well, yes. Violent. Uh, well, I wouldn't say violent, but let's say traditional. Okay. All right. There were lots of tribal fights in that there. Okay. Yeah. And the yeah. second place? And the second place we were that we were for the most of ours was in Yellowbu. That starts with an I. Uh, Yellowbu. Yeah. I A L L O. Or B O U. B O. Something like that. Okay. Yellowbu. So, 
did you live in, a, in what kind of house did you have? I had a nice little house. A nice little, just a, a, a three, it had uh, two bedrooms and then a living kitchen and we had a little, little bathroom, yeah. So, um, children, people, they enjoyed your company and what did you think oh, yeah. about the people there? What did you I think? loved them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What did you like and about I, them? And I was, I don't know, I guess I didn't go by their traditions or anything. For instance, I run out of uh, cow cow, which is, uh, which is sweet potato. Oh. And so I didn't think anything about it. I, I went up and I didn't find anybody in the village, so I went out into the garden and then I found out that you're not supposed to go there unless you're invited. Oh really? <laughs> so, but what did I, they... I just, I just went where I wanted. With Charlie and I, we just went where we wanted to go, <laughs> and but... we went to. We had the pleasure of going to lots of sing things, which is, is their kind of, their celebrations. So you saw people in Papua New Guinea, in their full, uh, full regalia. Re yes, we did. We went to different sing-sings. Sing-sings. That's what they called it, the dancing. And, well, I guess we'd call it, you'd probably call it kind of a fair of that. Or like a powwow would call it. Yeah, that. yeah. Like a powwow. Yeah. So did you bring back anything special from Papua New Guinea? Any, mm, any Yeah, carvings? I brought back a tray, and then I, I brought, brought back some carvings, which I gave all away. Yes. Yeah. What kind of wood would you find in Papua New Guinea? Oh, don't ask me that question. There were all kinds of hardwoods. There hard was woods. mara and, and oh, well, okay, that was kind of like a cedar, and and there were lots of hardwood, really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Complicated to put through us in a sawmill, or did you have special machinery for that? No, no, it it, it went through. They, it was the same as cutting hardwood here. Except the ironwood, that was that That's was hard really hard, to cut. Yeah. yeah, that was hard to cut. But then we didn't we didn't. Uh, I knew it was hard to cut, but we never cut it because we never got the sawmill going on our second assignment. Oh, I see. Okay, she says with embarrassment or something. What went wrong? It just didn't work. Well, it was kind of in pieces. Okay. Like the machinery, uh, it was too bad that they they got a huge brand new four tractor, a big one, but they didn't tell them how to maintain it and run out of oil, and they took it all apart. Oh, I see. and then they didn't know how to put it back together again. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's one of the things you on the assignments in another country. That's what you run up against. They give them machinery, but they don't teach them how to maintain it. Okay, so then I'm going to say something. Because when we send volunteers, you know that CUSO doesn't build well, CUSO VSO, we're not building wells, we're not building schools, we're not sending machinery. No. We send people. That's right. That's so, a good idea. Okay, that's why is that a need. good idea? That's what, they, that's what they need. They need someone to show them how to run the machinery and how to how to do the different things.
So I have this question, and it's burning through my mind. Papua New Guinea used to be a place of many forests, lots of forests. And when you went and you started to teach them about saw, operating a sawmill, did you talk about uh, saving the forests and parts of the forests for the future? No. Okay, no. not at that time. No, we didn't. No. Yeah. Did you personally feel that forests were being, areas were being deforested very fast? Well, it didn't. When we were, like, the people were bringing the, the logs out, it used to be, oh, maybe 20 years or so on a rope pulling the logs out. But when they were doing that, uh, yeah, I didn't worry about it. But when they came in with the bulldozers, and then... Then you uh, started thinking. And where uh, the one job, the first job that we were, or second job, I guess it would have been, the, the main job that we were on, well, after we left and they got the bulldozers in, the forest was just, just cleared. Just gone. Yeah. Yeah, it was just different. Eh? And there, that's kind of a serious thing, in that it. Although a lot of people think that pe that it grows, up, it takes a while for it, and it doesn't. It doesn't. You don't see big trees and that like you do here. They're small trees. So now, Charlie was a big part of your life for a long time. Sixty-one years. Sixty-one well, more years. than that. He was sixty. I would say he was 66 years part of my life. Wow. Yeah. Now, I've heard some amazing stories about the two of you in Powell River. So it's not like you're uh, going to Papua New Guinea and then you don't do anything in your community. It sounds like you did lots here. Well, when we came back, we got the, our, well, we had done it before we went over. We had gotten the little portable mill out of the bushes and that. And then we got it, made it really portable. And we went around to different fairs and that. Yeah. So today... And we, we showed them how to, uh, how to cut lumber. And, and we used to go to fairs and demonstrate. And then we went, then we started what we call, we would call a children's workshop. Whereas we cut the lumber and if, if it were possible, if there wasn't a liability question on that, we had the kids on the sawmill with us. But then it got so that... Uh, Too many liability Liability issues. came into it. Well, then the, we, we developed birdhouses and bird feeders and, and products from that, except one time we, we went to the... We used to go to junior forest wardens, and they they were short of picnic tables, so we made picnic tables. And uh, Charlie taught them how to make stilts, so that when the the session was over with, the camp session was over with, we had a uh, a race on stilts. <laughs> okay, he was he was he was a fun guy, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We, we, the kids just loved us, and it's amazing the number of kids that remember us. And there were schools that we we had only been to the once, and they remembered us, and they remembered when we were there. 
So I heard that in the newspaper one time on Valentine's Day you, or Valentine's you were chosen as the Valentine couple. Oh, I don't really quite remember that. I heard that Owen, Owen Gaskell, another RV, told me that, that you guys hold, kept, were always holding hands. Oh, yes, yes, we were. Yeah, we were always together. Yeah. We were a unique couple in that we were, we were when he went, when a man goes to work, uh, he goes to work in the morning and he comes home at night. But when Charlie went to work, I went with him. So we were together for 24 hours. Wow. We, we were a little unique. Yeah. Yes. So I want, to t I want to say that we're having our reunion in Vancouver again. You've been to two of them. You were absolutely a star. And I hope oh. you come back to our reunion. And um, on, on behalf of QSO VSO, I want to thank you and Charlie for your service in Papua New Guinea. And uh, we will always remember you. Thanks. Thank you.